listeners. Oh, ho, ho, we've got a two-pack punch. Oh. <laughs> two packs of punches. <laughs> well, we've got some season finales that we're talking about with television and some premieres. Yeah. Yeah. So some things have ended, some things have started up again or for the first time. And we're here to help you with that. We're, help, we're here to help you maneuver through all of that. Are you ready, Critic? Uh, yes, I think so. I think <laughs> you must be because I didn't watch half these. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with one of your favorite shows. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're already in its seventh season. It is the infamous Suits. Suits. <laughs> Suits on <laughs> USA and... This is funny because um, I always like to tease about the show. One, it, apparently, if you're on the show, you marry princes. <laughs> <laughs> you can marry a prince if you've starred in suits. Um, but yes, this is on USA and it's in its seventh season. And we have a, we've got a culmination of a particular uh, set of actors and again one is marrying an actual prince it is true megan markle is going to be married yes. um but not before she says goodbye that's right so this just wrapped up and in, in addition to megan markle uh, patrick j adams one of the leads yeah is gone with him hmm. now in the show at the end of season seven they get married and they leave the firm to start their own on the other side of the country. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's that's a good way to get them. Get them yeah. There. So that's what happens there. No one died or anything like that. So they didn't do that. They just went off. But I will say this. Ref, I was watching this like, this was not planned. <laughs> like, you caught, Megan, Patrick, y'all caught them off guard. <laughs> because they had this whole commercial about, oh, see the wedding. First of all, for their characters, they may as well have been married. They've <laughs> been uh. together for so long, cohabitating. It was, okay, now we get a marriage, whatever. And then the marriage was at the very end of the last episode, and it wasn't even a pivotal moment. <laughs> it was a by the way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they, they they had just enough notice to try to build it in a bit, but it wasn't like this big build up to them leaving. It was anticlimactic, I have to say. Uh-oh. Now, outside of that, I still enjoy suits. I wish both Megan and Patrick well, mm. but we will still keep going. And I will tell you this, see, because Suits, everybody, if you haven't watched it, they give you uh, each season in two installments. So you get one installment in the summer, and you get another that comes back during the winter, and, and then they sporadically show it between the winter and the early spring. So that's what happens. And what why I'm telling you that is this, they are already filming for the summer because season eight starts in the summer sometime soon. Mm -hmm. And who's added into the cast? Katherine Heigl. Ooh, now see, and that's interesting. Isn't it? And this is what they did, Ref. They showed clips of what she's doing already. So I was like, see, this is where having that split season helps. Yeah. Because instead of, uh, you know, kind of leaking it out. You can show us, you can tease it and say, we'll be back in the summer with this. Mm. 
So that was nice to see. Also, Gina Torres' character has a spinoff that's coming sometime soon. So Suits is fine. Look again, it's a legal drama, everybody. It You get the particular kind of language of Suits, which they just play off each other. Like, say something to me, Ref, and I'll, I'll demonstrate. You are fine. Fine. Well, wh what about this? This is fine. What's fine is how, see, that's how they do it. So it, the writing is, it's funny, it's enjoyable, um, and you always have Lewis Litt walking. So <laughs> that's it <laughs> for Suits. It will be back, um, I believe it's back in July. So yeah. again, it's not long. Not a wait. long wait. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, and it's a great summer uh, deal. They had Absolutely. a lot of fun on that show. Let's move on to AMC. Now this is, a very, very polite um, crime drama, we'll just say. <laughs> and it's called Mick Mafia. You heard us talk a little bit about it. Both the critic and I watched it to its entirety. And this is season one. And boy, at the end of season one, there are some decisions, some mm. very clear decisions that are made. And it's, of course, based on a bestseller book um, about the mob or crime life, but it's not what you think. If you go back and listen to our um, our first interaction with McMafia, this isn't your uh, Michael Corleone or even if you're into watching Gamora. There's definitely not that kind of crime or violence. It's a lot more like if some of the majority of the, the, the majority of people they're dealing with have graduated from Wharton or Harvard, yes, exactly. <laughs> and they decided to turn to crime tech in a technological way. Absolutely, and you know, this is the Russian mob, but it's the Russian mob siphoned through London. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and the Mick Mafia part, everyone, it really is about because they, they're all over the place in the world. Yeah. So that's what's going on with that. It's like franchising the mob here. Mm -hmm. And I will say, Ref, that this is the kind of show you have to, uh, you know, exert patience. Yes. You have to certain. let it unfold. They know where they're going and they're gonna do it nice and slow. And then by the end of this season, you see the arc. Yeah. You see the outcome of that. You understand how you got there and you have a pretty good idea of where you're going. So I really enjoyed where this landed. I really bought into that story arc that they built, and I'm looking forward to the next season. I am as well, and we do have to highlight the fact that you've got um, some wonderful performances by actors you may or may not know. Just very, very solid performances. And just to briefly, so that we can reel you in, because this is bingeable, you can binge it on AMC, but you might want to hurry. Um, because AMC may not hold it long, but the main character is a guy named Alex in London whose family was part of crime in Russia, who they've been booted out of that country. Now the question is, as he's running a, um, a company that hedge trades, yeah. a hedge fund, is he too going to follow in his family's footsteps? And by the end of the season, you see whether he makes that kind of decision or not, because mm. it will cost him everything if he does. Ooh. Everything. How do you like that teaser? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Some other we, costs on some other sides too, though. Yeah, it sure <laughs> did. It did. It. Moving on to Stars, uh, have they have a mini series out right now that you can binge if you have Stars 
It's Howard's End. Yes, you know the Howard's End. There's been many makes. There's been many. Um, oh, I can't remember who was in the last one. Oh, well, the, the movie version? Yes. That is uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Emma yes, Thompson, that's right. Helena Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, they decided to give it another go, this time in a miniseries on stars, <laughs> which is very interesting. How far will they go? How detailed will it get? They have the liberty to do certain things that perhaps PBS could not do. Um, do tell, do tell. Again, this is a period piece. Yeah. I have a feeling it's not your average one. No. Now, um, let me say this. This is four hours. It's four parts, about an hour each. There you go. So if you're comparing it to the movie from 1992, mm-hmm. um, this is almost twice as long. Yeah. So with that said, Howard's End, we are, um, what is this, the 19th century something? Yeah. The turn of the century, 20th yeah. century. Yeah. So we're in London, and we really have three sets of people or families. One family is the Schlegels, okay? <laughs> and Haley Atwell is yeah. at, at the head of that family. Yes. Right? She has a younger sister and brother, and she has an aunt in the form of Tracy Ullman. Which is... Yes. <laughs> I, I won't say more than that, but yes. Right, yes I paused for your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one family, and they're idealistic. They're passionate about the arts. You know, remember, this is turn of the century. So women, what were their roles? Well, these ladies call it how they see it. Mm. Now, there is another family, the Wilcoxes. Okay. So the head of the Wilcox family is played by Matthew McFadden, yes? Yes, we know him as well. Mr. Darcy from the Kira Knightley Pride Movie. and Prejudice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's at the head, he has grown children, and he's a wealthy man, but, you know, he's not quite into uh, relating to people in a way that's kind. <laughs> not that he's particularly uh, a nasty person, but he's a little short. And his wife is ill. Mm. Okay, the wife is ill. She's really her own person. She doesn't quite fit into the family, and that's talked about. And the wife is played by Julia Ormond. Which is such a wonderful... We love her. We enjoy having her back. Love it. Then we also have the Basts. Okay? And young Mr. Bast encounters the Schlegels... They are at um, a, a music performance. We find out that he has somebody at home. Uh-oh. But is he open about this someone at home? And what are his designs in his professional life and in his personal life? And how do all of these three families intertwine finally at the end? Some of it is maybe positive and some of it is not. Uh-oh. So that's essentially what's going on at Howard's End. Now, Howard's End is one of the Wilcox's properties that the matriarch loved. And this is at the crux of the drama. And that's why it's called Howard's End. Now, this was adapted from the novel by Ian Forster by Kenneth Lonergan. Yes, who we know. Who do we know him from? We definitely know him from the award-winning 
um, Manchester movie, by the Sea. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea, as well as him being a director in that. So, yeah, absolutely. And you know, he analyzed this. You yes. can count on me. I mean, mm -hmm. down the line. And he even said when he was thinking about doing this, he was like, "I don't even know if this is for me." But he found his way in. So what he brings, he has a knack for dialogue. Yes, he does. A knack, the rhythms, and this cast knows what it's doing with dialogue. The rhythms are right. It's beautifully shot. The music is beautiful. Like, all of that's there. So if this is what you want from a period piece, you're going to get it. My knock uh -oh. is that it lacks the depth that I needed. So while all of this makes sense and it's good, the weight of it didn't land. And I did see the 92 Merchant Ivory yeah. production. Yeah. And I have to say, everybody, that is a great movie. Like, not good. Howard's in from 92 with Anthony Hopkins, Emma Thompson, Helena Bonham Carter. That's a great film. So this is a good miniseries that I'm comparing to a great film. Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest is, look, if you're really interested and you want to see both, watch the miniseries first. Oh, okay. Then you can watch Howard's End. Howard's End is on Netflix Instant. Ooh. The movie. So you can catch that if you have a Netflix subscription. There or you if go. you know someone who does. Let's move on to some season premieres. Yo. This is has been a very much highly anticipated return. We were left in shambles at the end of season one with this. Literally, the world turned upside down. <laughs> and we're talking about no other world, but we're talking about Westworld. <laughs> Westworld on HBO has now started its season two. As of taping, you can probably catch about a couple of episodes that are out. The question is, from last season, which was quite a roller coaster ride, we were introduced Ended with a bang. Right. Literally, though. Yes. <laughs> we found out last season that the people we were trusting all along may or may not have been people we should have been trusting. And then we also found out, dun dun dun, in case you don't remember, mm. that some of the AIs or machines, what are we calling them? We're calling them uh, yeah, drawers. The AIs have sort of awakened. Mm. They've, 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 they've come into a shift in making decisions for themselves. And how does that play out in season two? We're about to find out at least the first round, <laughs> first episode. Yeah, yeah. And, and really this is the nightmare of having artificial intelligence. When the artificial intelligence gets a mind of its own, Yeah. what are you gonna do? So right off the bat, uh -oh. in season two, Westworld, Jonathan Nolan, his wonderful wife who co-created it with him. They, and her name is Lisa Joy, by the Lisa way. Lisa Joy, yeah. Mm -hmm. They do not waste time. Good for them. We pick things right back up where it ended and we move forward. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this for a reason. You'll know why a little later in this episode. They move forward. We have Jeffrey Wright's character, we won't give away all of his particulars. Why not? We from if they're gonna you watch, do it. he is he. We found out he's AI. Uh huh. So don't blame me. Now. No, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't, if you're listening to, if you're in, if you're listening to season two, that's you gotta know that, right? You gotta know yeah. that he's he's AI. Well, I, he didn't I, know he was AI. 
there you go. Now, here's the thing. That's very important what you said. Because in the first episode of season two, he doesn't quite know where his allegiances lie. Oh, that's It's funny. beautiful. So they think that he's a human. <laughs> it's great. So he's in with all the big wigs, uh, the most important one played by Tessa Thompson. Yeah. yeah. She's feeding him information like he's management. He's looking at her like, what am I supposed to do? It's great. It is great. So we figure out different parts of the park because of her secret places that she knows of that no one else does. But the thing is, these humans have to get out of the range of the AI who are massacring uh, oh, the, the humans. humans. Oh, yes, my. they are on the hunt all over the park. Wow. So that's one part. We also know Evan Rachel Wood's character has gone off. She's a ringleader. She definitely is. She knows what she's going after, and that's continuing. Oh. We also know that Tandy Newton. <laughs> oh, no, she's something else. It's just turned into a Svengali. <laughs> so you got to see, just, I'm not even going to describe it. You got to see it. It continues what's going on. And we know the fourth and final tentacle here is oh. Ed Harris's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. And you know what he says, Raph, in the first uh, episode? He said, things are finally getting real. Like, this man is crazy. Yeah, he's nuts. And we he's, found out, we can yeah. give it away. He's been, since the beginning, yes. uh, a participant there. And there were some pivotal things that he did to kind of start this cascade of disaster. Absolutely. He's a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, uh, you know, a pig and you know what. So... Look, I haven't seen the second episode yet. It's airing as we're taping. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. When you start a season that way, I know I'm in good hands. I, do I know there's going to be a perfect second season? No. But they have announced to us that they're going to continue to reveal and keep the plot moving. And as long as they do that, it'll be just fine. We also know there's a hint of other parks. Ooh. So what's going on there? And I'm going to be quiet. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Now, again, if you haven't uh, caught up on Westworld, we did do a, it's not a spoiler because we do have to move on with things. Like we know that yeah. Snow comes back to life in Game of Thrones. Like, hey, you're the boss, e whatever. Every, whatever. Everybody <laughs> knows that big reveal. Now, if you decide to watch it, it'll be great to know that information just to see how you watch it, to see just what the actor did. But Westworld is definitely a must-see if you need a Game of Thrones fix. Different yeah. genre, but definitely a good alternative. Into the Badlands, which is on AMC, is coming back for its third season. The question is, does it as well start off the motor running or are we revisiting some places we left behind? Yeah, you know, um, in the previous season to this, when I talked about it, it was season two, we did a, a review, Ref. I talked about how, oh, the action. Yes, yes. I was excited. Then they did a little switcheroo, and they start trying to tell the story and not give so much action. And that's where this show goes off. So in season three, they start again with action. The question's going to be, where's your focus? Because I have to tell... 
the people in the writer writing room miss. Your dialogue's not that good, and your actors, a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them don't know how to handle it. They are there to fight. And your story should just be about the fighting. Now, at this point, uh, uh, we're in like this post-apocalyptic land, fine. You have uh, different feudal states, essentially. And they're led by barons. So you know that there's going to be warring factions. And the question is, who's going to be in charge now in season three? Who's going to be the baron who uh, rules them all? Fine. And there is this kind of superpower, this magical, dark superpower that if you can control it, that's going to help you as a baron. But there's this magical realm that they know how to control it, et cetera, et cetera. So what they need to focus is on is just getting the war going, showing us fights, having minimal dialogue, and showing me the powers. It's too much teasing for the writing that's going on. So for the critic, he has this show on watch. Because once I see an episode, it might be episode two, which is airing right now. Once I see an episode where it's a lot of talking and a lot of stagnant dialogue, I'm done. Yeah. That's that's a tough one. So let's move on to, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it, it just is. Let's move on to Genius, which Ooh. is in its season two. Antonio Banderas, this time, not this time, but these are installments. These are like uh, different geniuses that they explore. I think what the first one was Albert Einstein. Yep. Um, Antonio Banderas plays Pablo Picasso. Yes, the great mm-hmm. painter. Uh, one of the greatest painters, probably um, in our civilization, at least he's expensive to buy if you decide <laughs> to do that. Um, and, you know, Einstein did very well for National Geographic. This isn't, a, this isn't a channel that most people run to instinctively for uh, original content or creative narrative content. Um, but they're coming out with season two. And the question is... We know Antonio Banderas is a very solid actor. Can he wield, can he, can he grasp this entity, this icon that we know as Picasso? It's a tough one to do, but let's see if he, he made a good go at it. Yeah, and um, just like in season one, they take you through different timelines, so different actors play the lead character. So in, in season one, Jeffrey Rush played the elder Albert Einstein, but he really wasn't the focal point of that. Another actor was, and he nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So that was fine. And in season two, first episode is aired, as you said, Antonio Banderas is playing the elder Pablo Picasso. But we have him as a kid, as a teenager as well, and a young adult. Um, so they're shifting that way again. And I have to say, based on first episode i am encouraged oh okay i don't know much about picasso's life the art yes the life no this man was a ladies man (laughs) okay (laughs) yes yes they have women fighting over him and of course so yeah you can add tony banderas it makes sense yes and you know he's amused painting while they're fighting he literally tells them, look, you ash it out. I mean, this is crazy. And these are two women who are not even his wife. <laughs> crazy. 
And then we go back to how his father helped him uh, learn how to, you know, be an artist. He, his father was an artist, an art teacher, taught him what he knew. He went to all of these schools. The schools really couldn't teach him much. He had to figure out his own personality. You have this guy, Matisse, of course we know who that is, yeah. who's a rival. You have the, the art gallery people who are looking at him going, uh, what is this? figure out your stuff. Do you know what I'm selling in here? And he has fellow friends, uh, one of whom meets a tragic end in episode one. Wow. wow. So I have to say this, the passion oh. <laughs> in this a season. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> Most of this first episode, I was like, yes, go there. And that's what they did in season one. They are not shy in this production. It is beautifully shot, written, acted, all of that music you got it like this is nat geo going hey we have some money here we're gonna spend it yeah so is it always the most captivating thing no but it's always good and sometimes it hits the heights of poetry so that's genius season two season three is coming it's already been uh renewed and that'll be about mary shelley Whoa. oh interesting interesting hmm. well let's move on to our last that we'll be discussing. Another highly anticipated comeback. This show in particular ran away with some awards, specifically the lead actress. Really did well. You know who she is. Uh, you've Elizabeth heard Moss, her name. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss is back again, season two, as the handmaid and her tail. <laughs> well, that's, I'm sorry. That's probably not the best thing to say. But the handman's tail. T-A-L-E, yes. Yes, tail. Um, the, the story, not the actions that she's doing, which is, it's quite a, it's, you know what? Everybody knows that this was a, no, uh, uh, a novel. Did very well. I, when I was in New York, I saw everyone sort of just kind of reading it on the train. And I'm thinking, well, what is this? Mm. It's a very disturbing story. And it's, there's some unthinkable things that happen in this particular society that women must endure. And the question is, in season two, we've seen some things happen in season one that sort of lead up to season two. Are we, are we moving forward with things? Or are we revisiting, getting to know the characters more? Or are, is this rebellion gonna happen? Is this revolt gonna happen? Where are we with things? Do share, do tell. Well, you know, just like Howard's End, you know, The Handmaid's Tale, as you said, based on a novel, it had a preceding movie from 1990. Let me just say about the movie. I saw this a while ago, but listen to this cast ref. Natasha Richardson, oh. Faye Dunaway, <laughs> Robert Duvall, oh. Aiden Quinn, and Elizabeth McGovern. Wow. And the screenplay was by Harold Pinter, of all people. Oh, I don't, it's called The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, uh-huh. I've never heard, that's, it just. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a movie, everybody. Um, so there you go. Now, for the show, I will say the show is probably better than the movie. I will say that. But I have to start things with this. I like The Handmaid's Tale from season one. We talked about it. Was I raving about it? No. no. You know, yeah, no, but it was, it was really good. Since the hype really gets to me, 
Yeah. Can we stop? Like, all of these awards, really? Is it better than The Crown? Just to name one show? Like, can we calm down? And everybody's going, oh, it's so relevant. Okay. <laughs> Everything's relevant. Like, okay. It's a dystopian future. We got it. You know, um, so uh, fine. Now, with that out of my system. Golly, it was a lot in there. <laughs> it's season two. I felt like I was stalling watching the first two episodes they released. Oh, no. We know what's happened with Elizabeth Moss's character. She got out. Now, a handmaid is a female who is sent to live with a wealthy family. In this society, they are in charge. The, most of the women can't have uh, children. So instead of the wife giving birth, the handmaid is there to have sex with the husband and give birth to his child. Not, not artificial insemination. Exactly what I said. And of course they have all of these- It's monitored uh, too. I mean, that's what's the creepy thing about it. And it's, it's Exactly, and that's going in. So they have all these rituals behind it. And look, it's, it's a religious uh, community. So you can understand how that would come to be. So this particular handmaid, Alfred, because all the handmaids are of in the man's name. So if you are with Michael, you're of Michael. If you're with Matthew, you're of Matthew. So she's with Fred, her name's Alfred. Well, she gets away from this man and his wife. Oh boy. And now she's on the run. She's gotta make it out, going up to Canada. We now see in the first two episodes where she's trying to get there, but she's been stalled. And this show also shows us what's happened in the past, what happened before uh, this kind of uh, crazy government came into power. Um, so we get some more of that. And I felt that a lot of her stuff was redundant. A lot of it was, oh, look at how bad this is. Like, we got it. Yeah. We see the repercussions of her rebellion as well with Ann Dowd's character. You love Ann Dowd. Who's in charge <laughs> of the handmaids. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> Watch out for that. Okay. But I just didn't feel forward momentum. However, one of her friends who is an uh, insurgent, shall we say, she's in the underground who's trying to topple this government. Well, she's been punished. She's been sent away. She's no longer a handmaid. She's now basically, uh, it's almost like a chain gang without the chains. Oh my. So she's there and someone shows up in the form of Marissa Tomei. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just pops into this place. She is a former uh, woman who's in charge. Okay. No. No. So that's not gonna go well with these women there. And I found that that strand of the story was interesting because it was new. Yeah. So what I'll say is this, this is gonna be a question in the second season, which is always a problem. Can you continue to move the story forward in ways that add to what we already know? That's the question here. And we'll find out. Now, was it bad? No, I just, like Westworld, I wanted to feel that momentum, that train moving, and I felt like we were stalled at the station. Ah, uh, so there's that for that. <laughs> well, we just dipped our toes in some of these finales and some of these premieres. Of course, keep locked here at Why Watch That. We're going to keep talking about TV until TV is no more, which is never. <laughs>